1: Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard James Forrest faces eight weeks on the sidelines As Celtic prepare to welcome Sparta Prague Rangers are looking to put the Jordan Jones and George Edmondson Breach behind them as they look to shock Benfica And the Scottish FA is considering redundancies As the cost of Covid hits home I'm Gordon Duncan Joining me tonight is Andy Halliday and Mark Weedy Yeah, another big week in the
2: Europa League For the old firm Rangers Probably arguably the toughest fixture eh, Gordon away to Benfica But, you know, eh, going over to Lisbon will be brilliant A great experience For the Rangers players And for Stephen Gerrard Celtic Home Sparta Prague Looking to get Their first victory Of the section To get them properly Up and running And, and as you say um, On the back of the news That you broke Here last Wednesday night With Dundee United And potential wage cuts We now hear the news About the SFA Which, which is a shame And it's alarming And it's coming sooner rather than later To just about every point of Scottish football But we'll try, and, we'll try and remain positive
1: 0141 951 1025 That is the number you need to get in touch tonight Andy Halliday you've been spoiled rotten Because every Wednesday you come on Sometimes Wednesdays can be a bit quiet Middle of the week But at the moment it's brilliant Because as soon as we're finished with uh, The domestic calendar at the weekend It's straight back into big European games
3: Yeah and we love to see our teams in In European competition And a couple of good games to look forward to tomorrow night I think yeah uh, you know, both teams will be approaching the game, try to take something out of it. I think it's uh, probably a little bit more important for Celtic, uh, off the back of their the first two games in the competition, but two games on forward to
1: And are we getting any credit or how much credit are we getting for the Scottish Cup semi final victory? We, you know, you get the week off last week just so that you were
3: you were prepared mentally, just in the right place are we we get a uh, wee bit of that. You get a lot of credit for keeping me busy over over the period I never had a club so no, but uh no, he were the first person I thought of I when mean, we got the victory yeah, I'm sure he will. Right, that's great <laughs> we'll, maybe, we'll maybe get into that a bit, he almost
1: said that with a straight face uh, We'll maybe get into that a bit later on 01419511025 <clears throat> That is the number you need to get in touch tonight You can tweet of course, you can do that at Clyde SSB. Two massive games in the Europa League tomorrow uh, Injury blow for Celtic fans Of course you knew James Forrest was, was already out But now the, the full extent of it, a further 8 weeks by the looks of it Um, After ankle surgery What do you make of That And really it's all your usual Pre-match thoughts Celtic fans How important is this game Because You of course got got the point away Last week It was a defeat To AC Milan Previously So with this being a home game Just how big is this one If you've got hopes of Progressing throughout the group What would your team look like Uh, And Rangers fans I guess it's all about Trying to Forget about those Distractions, the negative headlines surrounding Jordan Jones and George Edmondson, uh, no, no dramas of late. It's all been pretty straightforward. But surely Benfica must be one of the biggest tests uh, to that run of form. Let us know what you think. 01419511025 or at Clyde SSB on. Twitter Uh, Let's hear from Celtic boss Neil Lennon Shall we Uh, Celtic fans Get in touch And let us know What you think He's revealed He does expect To be without James Forrest Like we said For up to Eight weeks After ankle surgery The winger Hasn't played Since September Um, Lennon says It's something That they thought Would have healed A bit quicker
4: James has had surgery uh, Yesterday So Again He's going to be Quite a considerable Time out now His foot was in a, a Pot Like you know A boot For the last Couple of weeks But when it came out of the boot, there there was no significant improvement in fact, it was getting worse, so we've been to see a specialist and he recommended the surgery being done, so the surgery was done yesterday so best case scenario we're probably looking at sixty eight weeks you know, but it, it may be longer than that we'll just have to see how he settles after the surgery
1: at mark greedy it's incredible to think there was a time when James Forrest was injured often and he he was injury prone and he totally pushed yeah. that to one side and then became an ever present. You, you yeah. completely forget that there was a time in testament to him and, and the staff that got him uh, got him fit but he is facing a, a relatively lengthy one at the moment.
2: Yeah, I, I remember it. it was it was always his hamstrings. Um Gordon you know, not I me. Mean, how long has he been playing in the in the first team now just over a decade. Um and uh, yeah it was hamstrings I remember. Um you know being at Celtic press conferences and you know they Changing his car, moved moved house, told him to move near the training ground to cut to cut down his his, his commute um, every day. And yeah, I think pretty much since what since Brendan Rodgers went to the club, he's been like three or four years. Well, he's been on a great run, and um, Celtic have certainly missed him uh, a lot. of The Celtic fans um, make them look, uh, make James Forrest like a whipping boy. I don't get that because I think he's a he's a top performer, and you only need to look at his contribution over the decade. So yeah, it'll be a sore miss, and um, for for James'
1: sake That you hope he's back um, As quickly as possible How much do you think Celtic have Missed him Andy?
3: Well to be honest I'd be interested If, if there's a few Celtic fan callers phone in tonight To, to ask him the same question Because I feel as if He's always been someone That's been underappreciated at Celtic And maybe the fact that You know their runner performances And results hasn't been What they're used to And, and without him in the squad Maybe he's, he's he's a little bit more Appreciated now he's out I, I mean you take You take someone with his numbers Out any squad They're going to be weaker And uh like I said, I think he's been a sore miss for Celtic because I, th- I think you can't have enough match winners, especially in teams that are expected mm. to win every week. I mean, Mark, maybe
1: we are getting a bit ahead of ourselves. That eight weeks would would kind of take you up to the end of the year, mm-hmm. at, at which point it'll be fit. So I assume this injury layoff doesn't necessarily mean Celtic going to address it. In, in January or are forced into I mean, they, they might they may want to to strengthen there anyway, uh, um, but but it doesn't look like that would. It's not going to be long enough for for that to come into no, the equation,
2: is it? No, and and then you think you know we're just going to about to come up to a kind of ten twelve day break eh, for club football, but you know, would it be too far fetched? You think they might if he's if it's a quick heel that he's back in time for the Scottish Cup final? I'm sure that might be a target from have been a wee bit. Uh, ambitious But I don't think If it's something Celtic want to address I think <coughs> Excuse me I think they would just re- Address it Regardless anyway If they think they need, yeah. they need to improve In that area
1: Right Celtic fans Get in touch Let us know your reaction To that James Forrest injury news Also looking ahead to the game Against Sparta Prague tomorrow How much Has your confidence grown Let's let's contrast it From last Wednesday night a- Ahead of the Lille game Compared to Tonight Ahead of the Sparta Prague game How much more confident Are you feeling this time do you think you can get the job done? Pick your team. Tell us who should play uh, and who shouldn't. It is Sparta Prague, like I say, tomorrow. Neil Lennon says he's not focusing too much on the opposition's selection problems. They've got COVID and injury worries of their own.
4: It may put them in a difficult position. You know, it's something that we're obviously keeping an eye on. Um, we've been tested yesterday. You know, everyone's negative again. So, you know, as far as we're concerned, we've had our own issues, obviously, with the uh, the virus and we have a certain amount of sympathy for Sparta in this situation. Just concentrating on, you know, our outlook on the group, we know that if we can get a positive result on Thursday night, um, it puts us in a you know decent position again. Obviously, Milan and Lille are playing each other. We're not taking the game for granted. Uh, we'll be very, very strong going into the game. I'm hoping for a positive result no matter, you know, who's involved with the opposition.
1: I don't think you um, can go quite as strong as saying must win, Mark Greedy but mm-hmm. but th- but this is the one that you're circling if you're Celtic yeah. fans, not quite t- to bank on three points, but realistically, uh-huh. if you want to get out the group, the home game against Sparta Prague is one you're looking at.
2: Yeah, they need to. I think they do need to win tomorrow night, Gordon. As a must-win game, you if you come out of that tomorrow night with defeat at only one point, you're sitting in two points at a nine. Uh, you know, I think you're pretty much uh, written off. bearing in mind for the the second half of the campaign. Uh, Celtic have got uh, two away games And only one home game um, left So yeah, they do need to win tomorrow night And uh, Neil Lennon will know that And if they do win tomorrow night Then they will giving themselves a right good chance
1: I mean, you look at the recent success, Andy That Celtic and Rangers have had It's been built on just dealing with those home games With minimum fuss But Celtic have already got the defeat to Milan In there So that, that kind of highlights the importance of tomorrow, doesn't
3: it? Yeah, I feel as if... Uh you know, sli- slightly different to Mark. I feel as if they must take something from the game. I think eh, defeat's not an option. I think going into the remaining three games with only one point with you know, especially AC Milan coming up ahead, I think it's gonna be a you know, a big task to try and overhaul. But I think Celtic, you know, they'll show their, their opponents the respect they deserve, but ultimately I think Celtic will, will be too strong for Sparta tomorrow.
1: I'm hoping the Celtic fans will answer this, Mark, but to give us a, a flavour of your take on it, the confidence within the space of Seven days. I just uh-huh. wonder how much it's grown because when we spoke last Wednesday in the show, yourselves and, and yeah. to be fair, the fans as well, kind of saying if we can Put you know if we can yeah. put a good I, performance I, I, against Lille tomorrow. I,
2: I, I genuinely could kind have of feared the worst for Celtic uh, last, last uh, Thursday night. And uh, they, when we a two two draw. Probably feel they should have won it. Uh, having haven't been two goals. up. That said, I think Sunday was a major lift for them. Getting a clean sheet, the quality of Ryan uh, Christie's uh, goal. The, the, the quality of Elianoussi getting in at the at the back post On top of his uh, goal uh, in Lille last Thursday night So yeah, a lot of positive uh, signs for Celtic But they're still kind of in that Taking it one game at a time They're only one bad result away from getting into that Kind of, ooh, what's going on here uh, Kind of bracket So they've still got a wee bit to go But the positives They're in a Scottish Cup final They're 90 minutes away from a quadruple treble We're in the studio tonight with a guy Who's obviously going to try his best to stop that and I think Celtic v Hearts I know it's, it's uh, Six, seven weeks away But for me Celtic v Hearts It's a mouth-watering final And you mm. look at the quality Of the Hearts team It is a premiership Team that they've got You see their manager And, and, and Lee McCullough it's Two quality guys In the technical area as well Robbie Nielsen So It's a brilliant um, Cup yep. final A bit to go But a, a brilliant cup final For Scottish football
1: Right let's hear from you 0141 Get in touch And let the guys know What is on your mind Alec is going to kick us off Tonight How's it going Alec? Hi right, lads, how are we doing? Not bad at uh, all What are you thinking ahead of tomorrow then?
5: Firstly can I just think with, with Mark Mark can you remember In the summer we had the conversation About Greg Taylor uh-huh. Uh
2: huh
5: And I was saying And you told me You know just Just be patient Alec And if he gets about 20 games Now I'm not saying that the boy's a bad player But what I'm saying is After the boy lacks coming in Uh huh For me anyway Going forward beating, Taking a man on Getting the boy into the box uh, he's mere my type of Fullback uh-huh. Like I say I'm not saying that That, that makes him a bad player Obviously Greg Taylor I don't know maybe If his qualities Is mere defensive Whereas Laxarles marry a guy Going forward And you can see He, he beats a man No problem yeah. You know I mean, It was just it was just Obviously Have you remembered that conversation No I do listen I've,
2: I've added, I think A number of Celtic supporters On here Have always defended Greg Taylor I watched him for Kilmarnock many times I thought he was a really good sign for Celtic he's been there um, you know 15-16 months now he did that time to settle, get up to speed get a run the team um, but, but Laxalt you know uh, you know, somebody's cost AC Milan 10 million quid is that right uh, Gordon and he's coming at a you know a hefty loan fee and, and, and hefty wages as well then you would expect him to, to be a right good uh, operator uh, and he is but I, I still think you know Greg Taylor's a, a quality player Alec but just now Laxalt's the man with the jersey and he's doing very well Aye,
5: uh, like we're saying back to you know, like say a week in football. You know, last week I was more like you know, well, the the game against Lull, You know, try and go, get a better, try and get a bit of momentum, try and take something into Sunday's game with Aberdeen after obviously drawn for each with them, and obviously the Rangers' defeat is still fresh in the mind. But you know, the, the result that we got against Lull, although we were one and two 0 you know, they're a good outfit. You know, I think Celtic at the end, were, we were hard known for the draw. And it was a, it was a great point in the end. And then obviously, eh, Aberdeen and Sunday at Hamden, You know, the Ryan Christie, great goal, eh, 2-0. That just gives us the momentum. Again, I think that the Mora is a big night. But again, it's about momentum. Try to get players out there, try to get them fit, they're fitter. And take it into the weekend And I think that's Our Celtic can do at the moment Is just try to build on
1: What what, what, what we've had Andy in the space of a week what What's the difference been with Celtic Is it about An individual A couple of individuals What do you think has been the, the Catalyst or the key
3: I think it's more collectively I think um, You know off the back of the Leo performance I think you could see that Leo were a good team uh, I think Celtic deservedly Went two goals in front I think El Yunusi individually Has probably been a bright spark Uh I think he's got himself a few goals now, and, and looks as if he's picked it up in terms of in terms of his form. Uh, but for the week, the weekend for me was probably one of Celtic's best performances this season. I thought they were extremely comfortable against a, you know, a good Aberdeen side, a team that caused them you know plenty of problems the week before. But you know, it's uh, Celtic are probably just looking for the types of spark to kickstart their season again, and, and they've got another cup fine off the back of that performance at the weekend.
1: So I'm thinking back a couple of weeks ago when you were on the show, you were asked to. Who was your, your toughest opponent in, You know from Celtic And you said Tom Rogic mm-hmm. and I just wonder if um, How much you think He's played a part In, in the, the recent upturn
3: Yeah Having played against him Plenty enough times He's very very clever Off the ball And I think uh, You know an approach you, you quite often see Aberdeen use Against the old firm Is, is man Martin, Especially across the midfield And uh, he's the type of player You don't want to man-mart Because as a midfielder He'll take you places You don't want to go Whether it's drifting Into pockets You know out wide And and you're, you've been told to man-mark him, you're following him out there And then you've got the likes of Ryan Christie who, Who's also got plenty of quality coming into their spaces in the middle So I think he makes a difference to Celtic uh, He's probably one that you could count on as as one of the most technically gifted players at the club uh, Certainly someone who's a creative spark um, And he's been out of the team for a while But you, I thought Celtic looked buoyed He's his inclusion back in mm. the team at the weekend
1: Alec, I know that Christopher Iyer w- was injured So give or take one or two, do you feel like is that Celtic now got somewhat of a of a settled starting eleven, a strong starting eleven? Would would you expect them to go with pretty much the same uh, team tomorrow as they did at the weekend?
5: Well, you know, you, you can easily see that Edwards you no know, fully up to speed. But the only way he's going to get that is by getting game time. And I think for Edward if he can just get a ball or two, you know, he's still looking a wee bit flat. But I think you know, collectively, as as was mentioned. I think that that's that's what it is, you know. I think Scott Bain. I know we've paid a, a lot of money for a goalkeeper, but I think Scott Bain's given a, a wee bit more settled look at the back. Uh, does, the players are getting fitter, you know. It, it, it seems as if your season your season hasn't started yet, and I know that Rangers are nine points clear and we've got games in hand. You know, it's this is it's as if Celtic's new starting to get a bit of momentum. And I think that every game for them, I don't think we're in the position now Of saying right Well we'll play this in that game I think every game It's, it's you know it, 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 We've got a hectic schedule I think every game we've to play will start with 11 I you can maybe take two or three players out But I don't think that you know We're now in, in, a, in a position to say right Well we can change this for that or whatever It's all about momentum It's all about getting key players fitter And you know Just see what happens yeah.
1: There was a face of some sort pulled, Andy Halliday, when when Alec mentioned the goalkeeping situation. I don't know if you were agreeing or disagreeing.
3: No, no, I I, I do agree that Celtic as a team have looked more settled um, since they've came back, uh Scott being came back into the team. I think the Leo game, obviously saving the penalty was was uh, was big in terms of the outcome of the game. And I think at the weekend, but I, I think as a unit, Celtic have certainly looked more organised. Definitely at the weekend, for sure, for me anyway, uh, in terms of momentum. Like I said, I do feel as if Celtic needed something to sort of kick-start their season. Uh, I think they got that at the weekend. And I think, you know, the fact that, that they're another cup final. And listen, we've we spoken about it numerous times on, on the show that, you know, Celtic of One of the biggest benefits for Celtic going two up top is having two, you know, real marksmen in, uh, in fine form to, to obviously strike up a goal partnership, just like, you know, Griffiths and Edward did last year. They've not had that this season. I think now that Edward you know seems fit and not quite full fitness but back fit Griffith's is the same i think you know it will be good to for them if they start to see a settled partnership up top as well mark i know you're a big goalkeeping observer um being in for Barkas at the moment
1: doesn't look like that's going to change imminently is it no, the 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 right man
2: is in possession just now you know Barkas, um hasn't impressed i don't think he said major howlers but he's he hasn't pulled off the saves that you would expect a celtic goalkeeper um, to make And uh, you know When you see the form that, that, that Craig Gordon's in And Andy works with him Every day Once again It just comes back to mm. Just leave me a bit baffled As to the way The whole goalkeeping situation Was, was handled during the summer
1: yeah, Just quickly on that actually how, how good is he Andy? Has he even surprised you Working with him Rather than, than Being up against nah, him? he's
3: not surprised me at all I, I've always known How good a goalkeeper he was From his first time round at Hearts To, to his move down south To coming back to Celtic Um no, the big question is if he was at Celtic, would they still, you know, would they have that number one jersey? I certainly think so. Certainly on the form he's in right now, and I think it's it's good for him and good for Hearts that he's he's, he's been called back up to the Scotland squad because, like I said, he's. For me there's no doubt He's one of the best goalkeepers In the country
1: Thank you very much Alec On the line Rangers fans Good time for you to get involved Because we're going to hear From Stephen Gerrard next 0141951 To uh, tell you what That's an absolute lie We're not going to hear From Stephen Gerrard <laughs> yet <laughs> Yet I've gone too early Because uh, he's just about To do his press conference In Portugal What we will do though Is give you the lowdown On Benfica Get a bit of an inside track So still a good time For you Rangers fans To get involved And We've got some breaking news tonight about getting fans back into grounds in Scotland. I'll tell you all about it next.
0: Number one for football in Glasgow and the West 0141 951 1025. Clyde One Super Scoreboard.
1: Andy Halliday and Mark Guidi are here. Stephen Gerrard is in the chair in his pre match press conference in Lisbon, so we'll bring you his thoughts ahead of the Benfica game as soon as we can. I'm going to get you the inside track on Benfica so that your Rangers fans know. What you're up against tomorrow But I did promise you Some breaking news tonight And I'm a man of my word Uh, We've had an update From the Coronavirus Joint Response Group And that's that As of this Friday Some Premiership matches Will be able to get fans In the stadium Mark Weedy Um, This falls on the back of the, the recent move to, to the various tiers that, yeah. that we're all experiencing across the country So what it means for this Friday Is that Ross County will have up to 300 home fans At the Global Energy Stadium for the visit of Livingston The Joint Response Group is, is then going to look at other teams within that area So Inverness, uh, Elgin, Highland League uh, clubs um, Also in in that Level 1 uh, tier uh, Just to, to make sure they can get fans back in safely I, I wish it was... Bigger news I wish it was more widespread and, and it impacted Most of our listeners Here in Glasgow in the West But it's a start it know, is, this, this is not uh, a test event this is, this is it This is the start Hopefully Of it, of it going back upwards
2: yeah, Gordon It's a move in the right uh, Direction And uh, great for, for Ross County They've got everything in place Roy McGregor's Had it in place For a number of weeks Just waiting from the green light and from the government From the SBFL. We've got it And it's a start So you know It just adds an extra wee bit to, to, to Ross County and and, and I'm sure Andy will Is more than we all know I think that You know For the next 48 hours The County Players Excuse me And the Livingston players Will be
3: absolutely Buzzing to get going Even though it's only 300 so It's better, just better it, it just adds to it Now yep. doesn't it I think you could see Off the back of the Rangers-Standalea's game Even though I think There was only I think there was only 3,000 that day But it just added More to the spectacle You could feel it was A bit more of a Football game again A bit more of an atmosphere and, I can only echo what you, the two of you have said It's it's a start And it's you know it's the, the first step in the right direction Which is all we can ask for right now
1: Oh one four one nine five one one zero two five. If you've thoughts on that Keep them coming I imagine a lot of you will be on about tomorrow's Europa League games I think Sean and Garthamlock wants to do Exactly that Hi Sean
6: Hi there guys um, See tomorrow I hope the two old firm teams day well I fancy the Rangers to win I, I don't fancy Celtic to win But I hope two teams day win And I'm happy um, Of some kind of fans getting into Scottish football Because Let's be honest, everybody's got season tickets paid well, seven hundred pounds for season tickets And probably Rangers and Celtic fans Will probably not get in this season But it's a start, buddy.
1: Yeah, I mean, the thing is that The situation in, in Glasgow in the West And the central belt's a little bit different um, So Ross County and, and the Highland-based clubs Are a bit ahead in that regard Do you really think Sean, you seem pretty confident of a Rangers win tomorrow they've, they've done it time and time again In these types of games But you would imagine Benfica will be a bit of a step up, will it not?
6: Well, See, be honest, Benfica not get beat at uh, the he
4: weekend
1: did. Yeah, 3-0 did.
6: So, actually, um, I fancy to Rangers But I want to say something to Andy Halliday Before I go back into Rangers I thought Andy Halliday played um, some game against and Congratulations for going through the next round And hopefully you score on to Celtic But before we go back into that I actually think Rangers will win tomorrow I am going 2-0 And I say that to um, the yeah, producer
1: Producer Andy's getting a shout out already on the show We're only half an hour in um, Listen, that's not me disagreeing They may well do Rangers have specialised in 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 winning games In, in drawing games And getting good results in Europe in the last couple of seasons, Andy uh, I just think, on paper It certainly looks like this will be the toughest test um, Of this group campaign
3: Yeah, I don't think you're wrong uh, But I think You know, I think you can only look at, at Sort of past Portuguese opponents that Rangers have played I think, you know, Portugal uh, Sorry, Porto uh, Benfica, Braga Looks as if they're the sort of Three strongest teams in, in that league right now And I think off the back Of last year Rangers You know Beat Porto at home Beat Braga at home Beat Braga away And and got a draw with Porto away So You can certainly take You know Plenty away for the games That they played there last year I do feel as if Benfica is going to be a step up For the, the other two opponents They have played in the competition But I mean Rangers are in a great place right now I don't think they're They're going to fear anyone That's good They're going to come up Against right now I think they're going to Go into the game Certainly with plenty of confidence
1: I mean Mark The clean sheet record Has been One of the standouts For for Stephen Gerrard And Rangers this season I just wonder Is is, is tomorrow the biggest test Of that Or certainly One of them It has to be Doesn't it You'd imagine
2: So 15 clean sheets In in 18 games Is a a brilliant record Credit to The the whole structure At the club And particularly John McLaughlin And uh, and Alan McGregor But yeah You would imagine That that, uh, Alan McGregor Will have a bit of work um, To do Tomorrow night Sean's pretty confident It'll be a Rangers victory For me if Rangers Well we do know now Never to rule Rangers out Away from home You'd be you'd be daft uh, To do that But I think if uh, it Offered Rangers a point uh, I thought they could get a point From the The Stadio Deleuze What's it called? Stadio Luz. Uh, I think it's right been, uh, I've been there a couple of times I can't remember Stadio Deleuze I think it's called Anyway Stayed in my light um, Brilliant venue But uh, it'll be a right good test Tomorrow night And um, I think Alan McGregor Will need to be In his usual top I th- form
3: I think he's certainly Going to be busier Than he's been in the Aye. other two games Because you know we've, We just touched on it 15 clean sheets in 18 games But not faced a shot on target In their previous two Europa League games So I I, I certainly predict that he's going to be busier than the two games
1: I'll tell you what let's get the inside track then on Benfica Rangers fans we will bring you Stephen Gerrard's press conference as soon as it finishes but so you've got a better idea uh, of what you're up against let's say thanks to Sean and Gartham look first and bring in Jamie Farr um, who is a Portuguese football expert Jamie just give us a bit of a an insight into Benfica we were just talking about their form Um, seven wins in a row they were were flying but then that 3-0 loss to Bovista on Monday. How how, how much um how, how do you rate their form ahead of of Rangers game with them tomorrow?
7: Yeah, it's it's an interesting one because as you say um you know they were they were kind of threatening to run away with the uh, with with the uh the league title already at this stage of the season because they just looked like they were unbeatable domestically and then and it really was a bit of a bolt from the blue this this loss to Vista who themselves had been struggling quite badly this season and, and, and they lost very convincingly as well. You know, they, they didn't deserve anything from the game. So that will definitely be um, a concern because it's been a funny season in the sense of, you know, where, where they currently stand now that the, the season so far has been bookended by, by that, that loss uh, to Bovista Vista and, 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 uh, and a big loss to, to, to Champions League qualifying. So, while the formula seems to, you know, they they seem to have a pretty decent formula. That's two quite alarming defeats, which uh, you know the club wouldn't have expected to have suffered. So, um, there's plenty, plenty more for, for for this team to do for sure. Yeah.
1: Um, for context, then, for the Rangers fans listening, because they've obviously been successful in, in recent times against Braga and Porto. So, how does this Benfica team stack up against them? How how, do, how does it compare?
7: Well, I think, you know, historically, uh, Benfica and Porto are, are, you know, the top two sides. Braga are certainly making strides to, to get closer um, to those two teams. But, you know, on on paper, and the way the squad looks, Benfica are looking a lot stronger this year than they are last. Uh, and, you know, bar, barring this kind of aberration against Bar Vista that it it does really feel domestically it's Benfica's title to lose. Um, So, yeah, I think, you know, Rangers will be facing a a, a really good team, but one that's improved not only in terms of the the bodies they brought in, but just the depth of the squad as well. I think they're better equipped to, to deal with injuries and uh, demanding schedules such as the the one they're in at the moment
1: Yeah, I mean, some household names A lot of our listeners will be very familiar with, with the English Premier League That's maybe the league that they look to uh, the most outside of, of Scotland And obviously Vertonghen, Otamendi Two names that, that people will know very well How have those guys settled in? And, and does the Benfica defence look significantly improved as a result?
7: I think it's still... Still taking shape. It hasn't looked like the strongest area just yet. Um, those two names in particular have got obviously an incredible amount of experience um all across Europe between them. Uh, and and you know, but despite the fact that they're both in their early thirties, I think you know they're still more than capable of uh, forming an excellent geo. That, but that's that being said, I, I still think. Those two are still trying to work each other out somewhat, and um, yeah, I, I definitely would count the defence as, as not one of uh, Benfica's strongest suits at the moment. Particularly as they're they're struggling; uh, they're, their first choice full-backs are, are currently out injured as well. So, so there's a it's a bit of a mishmash really back there. So they're not really firing on all cylinders yet. Uh, there's
1: there's another name that just jumps out as Jamie because in, in his time in England, on his day, he absolutely. Uh, unplayable, and you never quite knew what you were going to get. Adel Tarapt still at Benfica. How how does he tend to fare? Uh, like I mentioned, you know, he's he's clearly got that sort of maverick talent that we see it often.
7: Yeah, for, uh, yeah. His his Benfica career is an extremely strange one because I think he was on the books for about three or four years and never made a single appearance and had. Lots of significant troubles uh, on and off the pitch, and um, but then in the last eighteen months or so, he's he's generally been first choice and 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 really has been quite consistent, um, a consistently high performer really because I think they found a role for him. They've he's got you know he's in the right level of motivation and uh, as we say we you know he was always a bit up and down in that regard uh, for QPR in particular, but. Um, yeah, he's 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 definitely an asset to, to the team and and has to be counted as one of the more experienced players now. So um yeah, he's definitely a player to watch out for.
3: Yeah, Jamie, I've I've been unfortunate myself to play against that Delta Rapton. Certainly one of the most talented footballers I've played against. He's, if I could describe him, I'd definitely say could not make a mermaid because he's looking for it every ten minutes. But um yeah, just looking at the team at the weekend as well. I've seen the, you know, I've I've not watched a lot of Benfica, but when I have um, Everton on the on the right, the attacking three he's always someone that stood out. seen he came off at half time at the weekend. Is is that an injury doubt?
7: Um, well, yes, uh, it, it's a bit of a strange one in the in the sense that he actually um, broke a tooth um, during the first half, and uh, um, but managed to can carry on and and, and fin- finish the finish the half, but. Um, yeah he came off it was, it's not entirely clear whether this was you know uh, directly related to that because there was a few that came off and it was a it was a pretty disastrous team performance um i think there's every chance he he rotates anyway regardless of this particular uh, issue but yeah he's 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 one of the most high profile players that that they picked up in the summer and uh, I think some people were surprised that he didn't perhaps go to a, an even bigger club than Benfica, um, and he he started a little bit slowly, I, I would say, by by the standards he's probably expected to meet. But yeah, yeah if he plays, he'll 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 definitely be um, uh, a very dangerous player, I would say.
1: Right, both Rangers and Benfica have started the group well, Jamie. Of course, you, um, Benfica are on paper favourites, you would imagine, and they're at home. Can you see Rangers causing an upset tomorrow? How do you see the game going?
7: Uh, definitely, yeah. I think um, yeah, Rangers have shown uh, their, their, their own strength in Europe uh, over the past year or so. And, you know, they gave Porto two, two very good games and, and Braga, for that matter, last year. And, and as you say, they've started well themselves. Um, it could be that it's a good time to face Benfica because, you know, coming off that bad defeat. Um, as well as the the schedule being what it is, admittedly that's the case for Rangers too, obviously. But um, yeah, I think from you know I yeah. don't follow them too closely, but uh, it does seem to mean that um, they, they they play with quite a bit of belief uh, these days, Rangers. So uh, I, I I would expect, and, and the little snippets I've seen from you know the quotes from Gerard seem to suggest that they're they're going to go mm-hmm. there pretty confident.
1: Good man, Jamie Farr, Thank you very much. Jamie uh, covers Portuguese football for Football Radar, so we appreciate him taking the time to give us uh, an inside track. Some some household names in that Benfica yeah. team. Mark, will be a fascinating game.
2: Yeah, but as you said, there you know Vartong and Otamendi, as um, as um, Andy's mentioned as well. So like we said, we know it, it, it's going to be tough. What, what we don't know is you know what kind of team Benfica will put out. But you'd imagine in the position that they're in on six points with Rangers, they think look. Tomorrow night's a game That we've got to win Get to nine points You get to nine you you're 90% uh, uh, Qualification with, with with three games to go So they'll put Adam they put Their strongest available team out
1: It's a great time to call Because we're going to get Travel with Stephen And that means you Could be up next It's not Stephen at all Is it It's Lindsay uh, It doesn't sound anything Like Stephen either We're going to get Travel with Lindsay And you could be up next So call us right now oh one four one nine five one one zero two five.
0: Taking your calls on Scottish football. This is Clyde One Super
1: Scoreboard. Mark Greedy and Andy Halliday are here. You can get in touch on the phones or on Twitter. That's what Barry's done, and he says Barry Gordon. I know this has been done to death this week, but could you just ask Andy for his thoughts on Edmondson and Jones and how he thinks the Rangers dressing room would react to it? How would he feel uh, if he was still at the club?
3: Yeah, I think the, I mean, the team's clearly in a good place right now, and I think uh, you know that's uh, the last thing they wanted was was any type of bad press, and I think the two players have been punished swiftly and deservedly so. Yeah, uh, you know, you look at them, you know, people are talking about how they're young boys are not that young. I don't think that, I don't think that's an excuse that you can be labelled at them because they're they're old enough to know better than uh, especially at the team uh, the, the the times we're in now. Sorry, so. I think um, it's obviously extremely disappointing. I think they've they've probably got a long way to go to uh, to mm. build the trust back up of the manager. But you know, I was I was happy to see the club, you know, punish them mm. deservedly. Obviously, extremely swiftly.
1: Do teammates? And I know these are truly unique times. But but in in general, you know, if, if someone steps it like, do teammates really feel let down, or is that something that the outside people say and actually players brush it off a bit easier?
3: No, of course they do because I mean you know we've, we've talked we've talked about how demanding the schedule is when you're in European competition and, and obviously fighting for domestic domestic competition as well and you know when when you know one injury two injury three injuries start mm-hmm. to pile up this is where players like you know George Emerson and Jordan Jones have got a chance to come in and, and, and stake a claim and you know Jordan Jones we've seen him do that a, a few weeks ago against Motherwell and and he's made a couple of appearances since then so it looks as if he was he looks as if he was going to be a viable squad player going into the season but like I said I, I do think he's got a long way To build the, the trust back up Of the manager And get back in the plans
1: Yeah and just on that So much speculation About will they play again What comes next You might be interested to know That volleyball and Golly Started tonight In the Champions League Against Man United And at half time Istanbul are 2-1 up Against Man United So well, in enjoying himself After stepping out of line Earlier this season Let's speak to William uh, Who is on the line Hi William
6: Hello Paul pal How are you tonight? Not bad Hi at all
1: you. What's on your mind?
6: Yeah. See, before I make my point, eh, eh, Gordon, can I say a quick word to Andy Halliday, please? He's listening. Yeah, Andy. For one rangers man to another, I just want to thank you for all your efforts at Rangers. You were a credit to yourself. You were a credit to the club. You always gave a hundred percent. And good luck in your new adventure in Harps.
3: Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. It's a little bit
1: very nice, William. Usually the pundits get slaughtered. That's that's a nice change.
6: New it's my new it's my rant. New Gordon is that okay? <laughs> oh, go for it, on you go. Yeah. Every week, I I love the show, right? And I'm listening to Celtic fans and their management every week moaning about injuries, their best formations, this and that. I don't wish the COVID on anybody, Gordon, right? They're the biggest club. No, sorry, they're the richest club. And they will get the most money, right? They should be able to deal with their injuries, right? Uh, To my knowledge, there's only four Rangers players that's not suffered an injury this year. That's Tavernier, Kent, Morelos and Kamara. They're the biggest club They need to deal with it no, I mean If they three If they three old fun games Were week after week We'll go left to play them We would beat Celtic every time Because we're, we're the best team In Scotland right now by our country mile. If they three games Were week after week The league would be by it In my opinion They just need to deal They just need to deal With their injuries And get on with it I want their best team To come to Ibrox In the new year There's no excuses That's my rant
1: Did you say they were The biggest team in there William
6: You nearly like did didn't you you I'm take it back? It,
1: yeah. Right, okay That's fine right. you'll, you'll never be able to show your face again Now, When the crowds do get let back in uh, Mark It's something that keeps cropping up um, Like everything Is it just about finding that line? Um, because Yeah Some people say oh, You can't use it as an excuse But it's all You see the difference now in Celtic When when Edward and, and Christy for instance Are available So It clearly has an impact It just depends whether you're using that as an excuse or not yeah, I
2: mean, you, As a manager Or Teammate or a supporter You want all your best players to be um, Available But but it doesn't always happen And um, you know Managers up and down the country uh, Have got it with much smaller squads and, and less quality in the squad So it's what you have to deal with And um, you know For example Celtic As William said They've, they've got a, a big squad And you know There'll be guys there Earning good money That should be delighted At getting an opportunity And it's up to them To go and take it To impress the manager um, so yeah, I, I, I could attend to agree with William um, Yes, it's unfortunate when you don't have your best players available For for, for the big games But that said, you've still got to go out and get on with it And, and do the job
1: uh, William, you, I, I must admit I don't know about your claim That only four Rangers players have, have been injured this season I, I Haven't been injured this season I don't know if it's as, as few as that I, I won't really count them I don't think it, it matters too much But Andy, we, we might find that this is the season It does come down to Who handles injury And Covid layoffs And whatever it may be The best That's the harsh reality Of where we're at
3: Yeah I mean I just just said it five minutes ago As well This is why you've got These big squads To to try and handle Any injuries That are going to come your way And You know listen I I think Celtic fans will feel Grieved and disappointed And rightly so Because if you're missing If any team's missing You know Three or four key key players It's going to be a blow Uh, But You know In the same breath I, I still don't think It should be used as an excuse I think Celtic have got a you no, know, a good enough squad, a big enough squad to to deal with, you know, two or three injuries. But I mean, you know, from a Rangers point of view, if they lost, you no, know, Ryan Kent, a James Tav and and Alfredo for a period, you know, a period of weeks, I, I mm. think the team's weaker. I think Celtic, have, uh, you know, had to cope with that with the loss of Edward Christie and, and Forrest over the last few weeks as well.
1: William, I'm sure we'll speak again soon. That was William on the line. Thank you very much. 0141 951 1025 Not so long ago, uh, we gave you a bit of a. An expert insight into Benfica and what Rangers fans will face tomorrow. Let's do the same um, for Celtic's opposition tomorrow. Sparta-Prague in the Europa League in Glasgow tomorrow. Uh, André joins us on the line. He's a Prague-based uh, football journalist. André, how are you? Thanks for joining us.
8: Yeah, good evening to everybody. That's fine. fine.
1: Um, now, the first place to start, I think, André, is the fact that Prague have been hit by coronavirus problems and they have absentees as a result of that, how disruptive has that been? Are these all main players or the important players to the team?
8: Uh, actually, you know, the Czech league has been suspended for a month. This is the first information. So just they they play just two games in Europa League. They didn't play. I uh, wow. you know, it's difficult time for them. They didn't play in the league. So just they have they do not have the rhythm. Uh, there are eight players missing, and I'm, uh, they they haven't specified the reasons. So just I don't know. It's COVID, but uh, they, they, some of them are injured. So just they are going to miss some of the players but it's not uh, it's not as regards the starting lineup if they could miss like two or three players from their last uh, starting lineup against AC Milan so just it's not going to be a brand new brand new um, formation or brand new team like when Czech Republic mm-hmm. played against Scotland you know in the UEFA Nations League recently uh, it's going to be a quite solid team the um, some of the missing players are really important the uh, forward uh, logic. He is a uh, talented 18-year-old uh, player, yeah. very very young, but a very important player for Sparta. He is the most productive uh, in, the, in the season so far. He scored most goals and has provided most assists. So just he is, there, there's a very painful miss for them, and they are also going to miss the uh, number one goalkeeper uh, Hecha. He, um, it's I don't know. I don't know the reason. What is the why he, he is not going to be there? Also, they also lost the third, third player, third goalkeeper. So, they will have just one Romanian goalkeeper number two in this season, but he hasn't played for three months. Uh, he had one cup game, but he hasn't appeared in the Czech League. That, that are the points. But you know, every team has to cope with some kind of troubles like that. Yeah, I think I think I think that it's part of will stick together. That the problems in the Czech clubs when they have such problems, they overcome them and they stick together and and want to show a team performance. Uh,
1: it's been. Two heavy defeats In the Europa League So far You then Add on to that The absentees That you mentioned Are Prague In a bit of a difficult place At the moment Going into these European fixtures
8: uh, You know it's uh, The first game Was quite uh, quite equal they, they were down to 10 men Since the very beginning Of the game So just they lost to Leo one four, but it, it was a it was a different story than when you see the result. The result suggests something different, but it was quite a, quite a tight game. They lost away to AC Milan, also a very difficult game. But you know they are now they they now coming to Celtic. They want to keep their uh, chances to qualify from the group alive. There's an the experienced side. It's uh, they have players who played in Europe uh, like uh, Celuska and Carleson. And uh, Dojkal, they, they, are, they are still they are still a lot of experience. Pavelka, David Pavelka is a recent, they, they are, this is a recent enforcement in Sparta. So these players, they, they, they want to stay in Europe, they want to keep the hope alive. And uh, they are not going to defend one point. there's nothing to wait for, they are not going to park the bus. They will try to play an open game.
1: Yeah, I was just actually that was my next question was going to be the the sort of style of football. You know, we're used to f- famous big European nights at Celtic Park, but of course th- there are no fans uh, this time around. Do, do, do you think Prague will come and 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 go at Celtic right from from the off?
8: Uh you know, Sparta, Sparta, they, um, they, the, the Sparta players actually said that they are. They are really unhappy. Not to experience the great, uh, great fans of Celtic because it's famous even in the Czech Republic to to have a uh, you know to to have the experience of playing away away at Celtic. You no, know, this this was something something remarkable for everybody. Usually, former Celtic Celtic uh, players spoke about this atmosphere. To Czech media today, and they are all—they are all of them like uh, disappointed. But of course, this difficult time. I'm just repeating. it sometimes bizarre situations. Yeah. There's there's another Czech club, uh, Slovan Liberec. They have just one coach and four players from the starting line They are traveling to Germany. So just every every team, every team in the Czech Republic now facing the same problems. But I think yes, they tomorrow it's going to be an open game. They will try to go forward. Play technical football, they will accept the challenge, it's going to be a tough game in Scotland, you know, always, you play against Scottish team, you know, you can expect a tough game and uh, a lot of duels for the ball and they are going to accept this challenge tomorrow, Sparta, they will try to get three points, yep. they are not going to defend, as I said.
1: Great stuff, Andre, thank you very much, Is a Prague-based football journalist, just giving us a bit of an inside track. Um, on Celtics opposition tomorrow, so thanks to him for doing that. I think it takes us up nicely to this. Beat the pundit with the Scottish Sun.
0: For the best football news and opinion online, football.
1: It's beat the pundit time. Andy Haldy's already told us he's he's running scared because some of his mates have been threatening to phone in and try and knock him off his beat uh-huh. the pundit perch. So we'll see if that happens tonight. It's 01419511025 if you want to give it a bash. You up against Andy or Mark with the signed ball up for grabs. You need to be quick though because the lines close at seven o'clock.
0: Tackle the headlines. 0141 951 Clyde One Super Scoreboard.
1: Andy Halliday and Mark Greedy are here. It's 0141 to get in touch with them. You can tweet us as well. At Clyde SSB, Stephen Gerrard has just finished his pre-match media conference in Lisbon. I'll let you hear exactly what he had to say after we do this. Beat the pundit with the Scottish Sun.
0: For the best football news and opinion online. The ScottishSun.co.uk slash football.
1: Beat the pundit time. There is chaos in the studio because. My coin has gone missing People have been so kind To send in Weed commemorative coins And so on in the past There we go We've got it We've found it Good stuff I was panicking there I thought we were going to have to Call off Beat the Pundit For an equipment malfunction But we've got it We're here And tonight's contestant is Brian in Chapel Hall How's it going Brian? I'm fine Brilliant Are are you confident? Mm, We'll see We'll see That's alright That's sitting on the fence Um, Andy Haldie was honestly He was he was a scared man During the break Because one of his pals Was trying to get through Mark And he couldn't get through But We're fair we, we wouldn't set it up um, And he texted Andy some Expletives To say that he had got <laughs> off the hook So maybe another time balled Brian it. Did he bottle he it Do you think he's lying About calling through right? Uh, Brian but, stepped up Brian, Brian's a man He wants to handle the pressure Heads it's Mark Weedy Tails it's Andy Halliday And it's heads anyway It's Mark Weedy Up against Brian In Chapel Hall Oh no he says he be Mark Weedy but, uh, what, what I've got no so chance I wouldn't know So you'd rather face Andy Halliday Aye probably He's not as daft as he seems by the way He's got a good record On this Pete oh, the Pundit He's uh, as daft as he seems No he's not Phone
3: in next week Brian <laughs> Look
1: at him rising to the bait Mark He's, on it. he's nearly <laughs> up off his stool In the corner there Right uh, I'll give Mark some Clyde too To listen to uh, And that way he can't steal your answers Brian 30 seconds Head to head with Mark And the only thing you need to know Is that you can Pass Are you ready? Uh, No bother, aye Good man, 30 seconds on the clock And your time starts now Which Celtic player is facing 8 weeks out after ankle surgery? James Horace Which former Morton boss is now the manager of Queen's Park? Pass Where did Rangers sign Michael Moles from? Uh, Pass Who scored a hat-trick for Liverpool last night? Uh, Diego Joa. Where was the 2010 World Cup held? Brazil what North African country Was Celtic's Mohamed El Yunusi Born in
7: Pass.
1: How many points Do Rangers have In the league this season 23 Okay let's bring back Mark Greedy Mark nah. can you hear us Yep got you right, Gordon. same set of questions To you okay. 30 seconds on the clock Time Starts Now <sighs> Which Celtic players Facing 8 weeks out After ankle surgery Which former Morton boss Is now the manager Of Queen's Park uh, Ray McKinnon Where did Rangers sign Michael Moles from? Uh, Utrecht Who scored a hat-trick for Liverpool last night? Uh, Jota Where was the 2010 World Cup held?
2: Uh, South Africa
1: What North African country was Celtic's Mohamed El born in? Uh, Morocco How many points do Rangers have in the Premiership this season? Rangers? Um, 28 Okay, okay What do you think Brian?
9: Sorry about
1: that. What do you think? You happy with your performance? Uh no. Pants. <laughs> at least he's honest. I'm glad you didn't swear there either. Right, which for uh, I never swore. But um no, it was pants. Good man. We've only had one two, one, one swearer on Beat the Pundit. You remember that? That was oh. an absolute nightmare for me. I won't go I won't bore you with the logistics of why that's a particular nightmare. And I don't want to encourage any copycat uh, behaviour, but it was it was funny and Disastrous at the same time Uh, Let's find out tonight Which Celtic player is facing Eight weeks out After ankle surgery It's James Forrest You both got it One each Which former Morton boss Is now the manager Of Queen's Park It's Ray McKinnon Mark Greedy goes Did you? I. I don't think so Nah (laughs) Good (laughs) one (laughs) My memory can be bad at times It's not that bad Uh, Believe me Brian Because you passed most of them Where did Rangers sign Michael Moles from? Utrecht 3-1 Mark Guidi You did know your Champions League last night Diego Jota uh, With a hat-trick for Liverpool So 4-2 is it To Mark Guidi Uh, The 2010 World Cup was held in South Africa 5-2 to Mark Guidi Il plays for Norway But was born in Morocco 6-2 to Mark Guidi He's got 100% of them right so far uh, you both fell down on the last question. How many points the Rangers have in the league, Andy? Would you?
3: Take?
1: Thirty-five. <sighs> Nosey stuff, this guy. 35. Thirty-five in the league. So I'm afraid, Brian, you got two on the board. It wasn't a complete disaster, but Mark Guidi got six. He was too strong for you. Ah, fell down, Mark. Unlucky, Brian. Good, good man. Good no. shoot. That was Brian in Chapel. So you always, you always know the World Cups because you, you went to a lot of them. You didn't? Did you go to uh, South Africa? No, that, no. I, that was. at that the I end of the run? Was a
2: Ninety-eight. France, two thousand two; Japan, two thousand six; Germany, then ninety six Euros; two thousand and four in Portugal; Euros, two thousand and eight; Austria and Switzerland; Euros, and that was my that was your lot. That's my last ones. Yeah.
1: Is it true that you actually were meant to go to South Africa, but after having to take Hugh Evans around Japan and Korea, you were put <laughs> off for life, and you, you couldn't possibly Do take to South I was, Africa? I was
2: so I was desperate to go. <clears throat> excuse me, I was desperate to go to South Africa. I'd been to Cape Town on holiday, and I love it. It's a great. Uh, Place I wanted to go and uh, base myself around there, but unfortunately, the the, the Sunday Mail, the money had run dry. That would have no, that been good.
1: A... Keevins in Cape Town would have had some. But, ring to it. Way, I can just imagine. What, a whatever.
2: Documentary. What a great memory I had. We we round Tokyo, and if you've <laughs> ever seen the, the the movie we we Bill Murray Lost in Translation, <laughs> then that just rem- every time I watch it and I love that movie. Scarlett Johansson. It just reminds me of me and me and Shug roaming around. Um, Tokyo and all over Japan for a month. It was brilliant.
1: He looks out of sorts when he goes into Glasgow City Centre. Never mind Tokyo. I can just imagine. <laughs>
2: you, I, I, no, the first day we forgot his pass. I forgot that. Just,
1: just jump the barrier. Can <laughs> jump, you imagine that? The he has told this Tokyo story before Mark station. was trying to get Hugh to, to just jump the barrier Skip at the train the station. Train. <laughs> can you can you actually imagine?
3: Is he my a <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: He'll oh, be listening by probably. the way, and he won't be happy. Right, um, Steven Gerrard. I told you he would just finished his press conference, so let's hear from him. Uh, Rangers fans Let's know what you think of that 01419511025 Uh, He says they are using to hope To use the success Sorry From Porto and Braga last season To help them Against Benfica tomorrow He thinks they'll need to play As well as they did in those games To even be in with a chance He says he's got huge respect for the opposition.
10: Well, I think we come into it in, in confident mood. Obviously, started the season ever so well. Majority of the squad available and fit and well and ready to go. So we we come in a good place. But we've got big respect for Benfica. They've got talented players all over the squad. Players that are worth an awful lot of money. Um, they've got big experience in European competition. I'm sure they're still hurting a bit from not qualifying in the Champions League. And um, I'm sure they'll want to react from that and go all the way in this competition. You know, you can see why they're certainly one of the favourites. It's a tall order, big ass, but one that we want to give it our best shot in. In terms of our experience here, you know, last year in Portugal, we can certainly tap into that experience and try and use that as confidence, take confidence from it and, and use it as a belief going into tomorrow's game. But it's a different challenge, a different team. Um, you know Benfica have started the strongest in terms of the Portuguese team this season um, so it, it, it's a huge challenge it's a big challenge but for sure we're going to have to try and find a performance that was of the level of Porto and Braga if we've got any chance for sure
1: Is that something that is referenced to the players Andy once you've got experiences do, do you draw on those previous performances whether it be to try and recreate the, the game plan or whatever is that something that, that, that goes on?
3: Yeah and I think um, you know the I don't think the Rangers squad at the moment should be short of self belief, but they can take certainly take something off of the, the two games, you know, last season. It's it's two of the strongest teams in terms of the, the competition that they've got in Portugal. I do believe that they have to play better than they have in the previous two games. Uh, you know, I touched on it earlier, I never faced a shot on target, but I still don't believe that Rangers were anywhere near their best against Andalysia and like Poznan. And I do think it's a step up in quality and opposition. So you know, they'll, they'll have to play that little bit better to try and get the three points.
1: If it is about recreating that then um cast your mind back to, to Porto and or Braga. What what specifically was, was the key to overcoming them do you think
3: what what will be the the one thing or the main thing that Steven Gerrard would look to recreate? Self belief. You know, but believing that they deserve to be in the competition. I think they've shown that over the last couple of years and and should be taking confidence from that. But yeah, that you know you go to these big places it's it's easy to sort of deviate away from a game plan because you know you've got You've got difficult players that can hurt you, but you know self belief. Uh, you know to show and uh, to show that they belong on the pitch and they're every bit as good as these teams, which I, I think they showed last year. Especially, in the, I actually think the the Porto game at home was one of Rangers' most convincing uh, performances over the last couple of seasons in the Europa League. Yeah, Mark. I suppose it
1: it does show the importance of of being on that kind of learning process or, or a journey for any team. Because if if you just you know Stephen Gerrard had just walked in in the summer. And all of a sudden You get drawn to face Benfica You, you would think Rangers Have got, have got little chance or, mm-hmm. or no chance But mm-hmm. but now you look at the list Of, of opponents they've faced recently and, and that's where you build your case You say well yeah. hold on If they've beaten Porto And they've beaten Braga and, and then you rhyme off Some of the others Why why can't you add Benfica right. to that So that, that previous experience Actually mm-hmm. does become vital to you Yeah it, it
2: does As I said half an hour ago We were making predictions Whatever it was and you, You'd be to Not to give Rangers a chance tomorrow, Even though on paper it is the toughest game out the out the six uh, that they'll face in this group. But one thing about Rangers now, whether it's uh, Steven Gerrard or, or any of the players, they're not standing in that tunnel in Lisbon tomorrow night with an inferiority complex. They're not thinking they are, oh, you know, let, Let's just uh, go out here and keep the score down, you know, and get back and uh, take care of Hamilton on Sunday. They're getting there believing they can get a positive result, and they can back up that belief by having so many good mm-hmm. results. In uh, the, the two and a half years that Stephen Gerrard has been in charge in Europe?
1: Uh, short and sweet on the following topic because I think uh, Stephen Gerrard Rangers tried to do their talking on it in a, an in house interview last night. But Stephen Gerrard says he's reminded his whole squad of their responsibilities after Jordan Jones and George Edmondson were suspended earlier this week.
10: We, we've been working ever so hard at Rangers to make sure we're, we're covering all bases and educating all the players. Um, so you know that was reiterated once more again this morning and uh, we move on and look forward to the game now
1: mark andy told us earlier you know that the team would have been disappointed and you do feel let down by your teammates if that's what what's your own take been it's, it's been going on all week so I, I think a lot's been said but we've not heard from you what's your own personal view on it oh the, the, the george
2: Edmondson and, and, and jordan uh, jones um shouldn't have had the, the get together the party whatever you want to call it they they know that it's something that, that it's you know, In the boys' case It's probably been A, a risk that they felt Worth taking it, it, It's backfired And uh, Thankfully It's not caused Any more uh, Any more harm Than what it might have done It could have caused The the, the club to shut down um, For for uh, You know 10 to 14 days um, You know Jordan Jones As much has been left Out of the Rangers team now He's missing out In Northern Ireland Massive mm-hmm. playoff Against Slovakia Which was a big Disappointment team Barraclough and, and a big loss um, To him too So Rangers have dealt with it swiftly um, You know It's always good to see For me And you know that Gordon From a A journalistic point of view When Somebody puts her name To a statement And Stuart Robinson Was right out It wasn't a club statement It was Stuart Robertson uh, Robertson The MD of the football club Putting his name to a statement And showing uh, Leadership And that's what it's all about
1: Did they play for Rangers again?
2: Uh, yeah you, 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 you can't You can't reel them out You know You, you can't reel them out They've, they've made a mistake They're in the middle of paying the price for it It was a bad one But I couldn't sit here and say They'll never play for the, the club again That's up to the club uh, To decide But there's one thing for sure And, and, and Andy will know The tunnel will be sitting here In a hell of a fright And they'll be feeling very,
3: very low just mm-hmm.
1: now uh, Andy I know every case is different in, in general is Is the manager the type To give second chances?
3: I think he'll he'll feel let down. I think he'll he'll be extremely disappointed with the both players' actions. Listen, I know I know both boys personally. I know that the two of them are really good guys, good teammates, but it was an inexcusable mistake. So I do think they've got a a good bit to go to, to earn the manager's mm-hmm. trust again. But I, I still, in the second and second hand, I do believe everyone deserves a second chance. So I do believe they'll get that.
1: Oh one four one nine five one one zero two five. Get in touch with the guys. Let them know what you're thinking ahead of tomorrow night's football. Lots going on. Let's bring in Ricky. Ricky's a Celtic fan. In Easterhouse How's it going Ricky?
11: I'm alright Gordon Good evening Andy And good evening Mark
6: Hello
11: hey, okay. In response to the Rangers fan William Who Nearly said that Celtic Are the biggest And most Money in King Scotland I would just like to uh, Tell him He was right In what he said
1: he was I, thought you you that, yeah. I thought you might say that Ricky I thought <laughs> you might say that Well hi
11: And I'm a Celtic fan I don't have any excuses At injuries Covid Whatever our performance is doing just a dipping them. Every club will go through it. This season, every club will go through a dipping forum. Whatever with your Celtic, with your Barcelona, whoever you are, you'll go through a dipping them. But when we get ourselves back to forum, you'll be what we've done for the last nine years. And that's winter league.
1: How much of a test then, Ricky, is the next four or five days. To, this, to the, establish whether That's Celtic out of, of the dip or not Because European games Are, are always tough But at, at home to Sparta Prague That's the one that comes with The most expectation And then you go to Fir Park on Sunday I
9: don't
11: see any
2: problems In the next two games I, well, Tomorrow night Sparta Prague I mean, I have to confess Don't know a lot about uh uh, well, I mean, Sparta, Sparta Pride We heard I would talking Celtic, about yeah. the
1: disrupted build-up yeah, yeah, so Imagine
2: Celtic would, would win As I say, they've got to win If there's any you know, uh, realistic chance of getting out the section Then Celtic must win um, tomorrow night And uh, then get into Sunday Live on Sky, lunchtime game at third Park. Motherwell uh, on form Looking good, scoring goals um, Keeping clean sheets So I think it'll be um Away from home This will be the toughest test That the Celtic have faced so far And the league Celtic will need to be Right on it To beat Motherwell on Sunday
1: Because um, that, That's life in this city Andy with, with the expectations and so on I think most Celtic fans are like Ricky Where they do feel like A corner's been turned and, and they do feel better About themselves Neil Lennon will know for sure That Lose or, or drop points In either of these two games and, and A lot of that good work Will be undone That's that's just the way people work Very knee jerk
3: Yep definitely and, you know we've talked about it before. I think that I think November's a big month for Celtic. I think uh, domestically, you look at I think their next two games, next two away games, are, are Motherwell and Hibs. So mm-hmm. two teams that you know, notoriously can give the old firm teams problems, especially at home. So uh, I do believe that Celtic are off the back of one of their best performances in the season against Aberdeen, but it means nothing if you don't follow it up in the the next domestic games coming. So it's a big couple of tests for them coming up.
1: Ricky, what's the main thing That makes you think That that corner's been turned in When you look at The last couple of performances What's the standout? out Well Mark's just quoted.
11: Murrow where, uh, and, and their performances the Beginning of the season That dipped Now they've come on to a We'll do the same We've done it before but We'll keep doing it We've done it last year After Rangers' beat us 2 one hmm. We've done the same We went had a run
1: And we just went away And we'll do the same again There must be There must be more to that though Ricky There must be something Within the Celtic team that that, that that gives you confidence Rather than It's happened before And it'll happen again there must be, You must give your team more credit There must be something in there
11: Well I think I think they've got the players to do it. I think they've got the players to do it. And I'm not going to say Because they've come back to injury Because there is that Because that's no I just think we'll go to the players In the first place I think if it's just a wee dip for them They'll get themselves back on track And they'll be what we normally You
2: could like I mean Ricky's right, you can't write Celtic off And I don't think, certainly for sure And again Andy will know Because he's been in the dressing room He's been at the football club before the summer there There's no way Stephen Gerrard or Gary McAllister Or James Tavney or anybody will be writing off um, Celtic And there will be that belief from Neil Lennon and, and Scott Brown That Celtic can um, recover and, and, and go on a run And go and win the, the league title again That will uh, for sure And you, know, you couldn't rule out Celtic Wouldn't surprise me I think I said after the old firm one now that I, I would now make Rangers slight favourites to go and win the title having selected Celtic at the start of the season to, to make it 10 in a row but the, I do see a bit, a bit coming back into form and getting a bit of a, a rhythm maybe Griffiths and, and Edward getting games under their belt Ricky but the one position that, that uh, concerns me is the is the goalkeeping position because you know, you know yourself Ricky a lot of the success that Celtic have had you um, can back to Brendan Rodgers' time, has has been based on some right good saves, match winning saves, and I just don't think Celtic have that uh, in the locker just now. Although I do think that Scott Bain deserves to be the number one now, but I just wonder if they'll if they'll rue not not being able to for whatever reasons. I'm not criticising the club for it, but for whatever reasons, uh, I do think that that that, that Craig Gordon or, or Fraser Foster they might rue not not having either of them at the club.
10: Goalkeeping
1: can change in January, Matt. Aye, well, there's that option, um, Sign, Ricky, Just you signed know? one for five million, though. Mm.
2: Yeah, and 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 he's at the moment. I say I don't think he's had any howlers, but he's not making the saves of a title-winning um, goalkeeper. That's my
1: view on it. Okay, Ricky and Easterhouse, thank you very much. If you want to join Ricky on the line, it's oh one four one nine five one one zero two five on Twitter. It's at Clyde SSB. Got a good full time teaser coming up for you next set pieces. That's all I'm going to say. You have to, you're going to have to know your set pieces. I'll give you the question next.
0: 01419511025. This is Scottish football's League leader Clyde One Super Scoreboard
1: Andy Halliday And Mark Greedy Here with me Gordon Duncan and tonight's show Usual number To get in touch Or Twitter At Clyde SSB We've got Phil in Lennox Town Hanging on patiently So we'll speak to Phil In just a second Let oh, me s- yeah, let, let me set up Tonight's teaser that. I've got high hopes For you two I you must admit you, you know your stuff So um, Martin Burns Has sent tonight's question in and he's going for Eight players Who have scored Ten or more Direct free kicks In the English Premier League So sometimes we like to give that Wee league down the road A bit of attention Sometimes just Give them their moment in the teaser An EPL, um, So that's what 92, 93 yeah, So eight players Who have scored Ten or more Direct free kicks Got to go very obvious Isn't straight away David Beckham Top by a mile Brilliant. 18 Gareth Bale No Stephen Gerrard No Oh
2: Oh, I'm trying to Leighton
1: think No I like your thinking though We're starting uh, to Thierry Henry Yes Second in the list He's got 12 I'll leave it there You're a quarter of the way there I, just like
2: that. Can I just say this one You'll not be far because off you to
1: Because you're chuffed with this one
2: Yeah oh, James Ward-Prowse Aye
3: I was No I think
1: he just went up to 8 or 9 Yeah he just, uh, just missed out yeah. Okay we'll leave it there You can play along with us on Twitter Looking for 8 players Who've scored 10 or more direct free kicks In the English Premier League You've got David Beckham on Henry's six to go And just a reminder That if you want to hear Your question on the show Just like Martin's tonight The address you need is Fulltime At Clyde1.com That's Fulltime At Clyde1.com I actually think it's the only reason Andy Halliday comes on the show If I'm being honest I think he's, no, he's that he's, no. he's that interested. He really likes the teaser though And I think the station as a whole has hooked him in Mark The first no. thing he said When he came in tonight Is I'm loving that 5k minute On Bowie at breakfast <laughs> He's oh, testing himself Every morning So he's uh, he likes his quizzes This guy right Let's bring in Phil in Lennox Town How's it going Phil? Telling yourself how he's doing alright? Yeah all good What's your point tonight?
12: Mm-hmm. Yeah the point is and Before you cut me off Quite late I'm not going to swear On anything like that, no, but uh, How has the Rangers not been said You can't play a game For two weeks uh, When they committed The same offence As the Celtic And Aberdeen Not them But the players mm-hmm. And before you see, oh, It's slightly different though Celtic didn't know A and goalie Was away in Spain and didn't know anything about it until some other way was found out. Yeah. So how can they be responsible for his actions? the same as Aberdeen didn't know that the players were away partying at the weekend. Mm-hmm. You know, So it's the same with Rangers. They didn't know. So surely they should be said, don't play for two weeks. And surely they should be fined as well. If they don't, and if they don't get fined and something's sanctioned against them, it will prove undoubtedly the bias towards Celtic and possibly Aberdeen as well. And everything is about stopping the 10 this year. From the referees to the FFA, and the FPFL, everybody. And even the government now. have wow. No idea how high this know. goes.
1: Um, well, Phil, you've told me what I can't say in response, so I, I, I'm going to have to try and word it differently. You told me I couldn't say that it was different. He's not going to be happy with me. It's different, Phil. It's totally
12: different. It's still, it's still a breaking of protocols. But it's different. They are still committed eh, how is it different? Tell me how it's
1: different. I'll tell you how it's different, Phil. You might not accept it, by the way, but I'll tell you. Um, you, you and, and do you know what, Phil? I'll, I'll give you. I'll give you. I'll admit it. You could even argue that Rangers have got a little bit fortunate w- w- with the timing, but it, it kind of has to do with timing. It's to do with the fact that, that those guys never breached the bubble, if you like. They, they, they never. They never got back to training. They never integrated with anyone else, and so, and so therefore it's sort of all on them. Ball and Golly went to Spain. He came back. He didn't tell anyone. He joined up with the squad and he played. And you're right, Celtic didn't know about it, and therefore you've got a bit of sympathy. Neil Lennon was was hugely um, disappointed, but but that that that's the
4: difference.
12: Why were they signed? They didn't know about it. You can't be responsible for what guys do at work for you. Out the, you know when they're out in the thing, It's just a, a
9: total
1: mm.
12: thing, made Up, you know, whatever, they, whatever the word would be, anti-Celtic, anti mdls pro-Rangers. Let's face it, that's what <laughs> it's all about.
1: But here's the here's the thing, Phil. See, when you come on with that with that viewpoint, let let's be honest and let's put our cards on the table. There is absolutely nothing I can say which will convince you that people aren't anti-Celtic. So why? Where are we going to go with this? On, on referees, gone. Let let's deal with. It. We're referees, no,
2: we, we, really? we, no, no, but I'm just saying in, in general, we go around the country watching different games, and referees make mistakes, right? They make mistakes. Now, you watch it, are they the anti Hamilton Ackies, or the anti St Johnson, or the anti Motherwell, or the anti Morton, or the anti Dundee? No, they just make mistakes. It's human error, they'll, they'll get things wrong. If there was such a conspiracy, uh, by let's say, you know, for from referees and the SPFL and the Scottish FA, be on the mind. Correct me if I'm wrong. It was the Scottish government that really stepped in in terms of Celtic and Aberdeen. Yeah, but
1: that was part of his conspiracy. Yeah. Remember, but so it's, it's that. a very complex was, web of conspiracy.
2: Celtic, this. Let's let's remember, Celtic have won eleven <laughs> domestic trophies in a row. How can you do that as a conspiracy from referees? Seriously, how can you win nine championships in a row and be on the verge of winning a quadruple? Uh, I, I, I honestly so don't think do, we even it need to. Stand up I don't think we need to go down up.
1: that road specifically on on, on coronavirus. It, it can be easily explained. Yeah. I, I don't think um, the, the caller wanted me to, to explain it um, because he'd already made his mind up. But, but that is it, Mark. Rangers dealt with it. They dealt with it swiftly. Yeah. The, the bubble was never was never breached in, in that sense. Yeah. Had I mean, and that's if it, you want to flip it, if if,
2: if Phil's looking for something. Had George Edmondson and Jordan Jones gone into training? Yes. Had they made it over the front through the front Rangers gates? Probably a different story. Major problem, but they managed to find out. Whatever way they managed to find out, they managed to find out and nip it in the bud before the boys set foot at the training base.
1: Yep, I think that's that, the difference. That's pretty much it. Because the other one, because people when when they do this when they're trying to push one side of it, they never. Uh, they ignore all the, the arguments that would would Contradict it, that if you want to compare Something to Rangers and compare apples to apples Rather than clutching at straws, look at Mark Connolly at Dundee United Do you remember mm-hmm. that scenario? Yeah. Uh, there was a, a Dispute about wearing a mask in a taxi yeah. I yeah. think um, I think he got Disciplinary action started with the Scottish Effie. I think he did win his case, but as far as I can Remember, I don't think Dundee United got the fine no. uh, For that, unless no. someone can, can contradict that, maybe they can It's getting tough to to keep up if I'm being honest right? 01419511025 in on the phones At Clyde SSB on Twitter I might just take this opportunity Andy to, to ask you in a bit more detail Because we we barely touched on it at the top Scottish Cup finalist Sweeping in Signing in the summer Taking all the credit And getting straight to the final How does that feel?
3: That must be the only guy in history To be put out the cup in the quarters And end up making the final A few months later So uh, Delighted You know I've, I've spoken about it on the show Before I do believe we've got a We've got a very good squad. Um, you know we're pretty early in a, in our season, so we always knew it was going to be a tough game against a, a good Hib side. But I thought it was a great game for the neutral. Yep. I thought. Uh, I thought the first half, it looked to me as if it was sort of two teams that were scared to make a mistake, scared to concede a goal. I thought uh, from then on in for the second half and extra the time the game opened up a bit, and it was a great game and it was one that um obviously we were delighted to to come at the better end of and and good to experience my first Edinburgh derby, but. You know, like I've said numerous times I couldn't help but think after the game It would have been brilliant if it was a, yeah. if it was a full house uh, How did you
1: approach it then Or, or how did the team approach it D- Did it help the fact that You, you, you would have been underdogs Just be given everything that's going on or, or was it actually about building everyone up To to say no we're not underdogs we're, we're, we're unequal
3: I mean listen you could maybe look at it And say we're underdogs but I think we certainly had the self-belief Within yep. the quality of the squad and we're going to go there and, and certainly going trying to win the game. And like I said, we knew it was going to be a tough ask. Uh, you know, we, we've seen what Hibs have done so far. Uh, you know, not to mention that you know 10, 11, 12 games ahead of us in their uh, in their schedule for the season. So we knew it was going to be difficult. But you know, we had more than enough belief in the quality of our squad to, to get into a final. And you know, we're delighted to take take Hearts back into the Scottish Cup final. And it's going to be a you know an even bigger task in the final. So we're going to be facing a. Obviously, a Celtic team that are on a run, run of trophies right now.
1: It's a shame that there'll be no fans for that for obvious reasons and because you'd have got such a lovely warm welcome as I well. I will fault
3: so. <laughs> it all the time, Gordon.
1: <laughs> uh, it'll be nice and quiet for you, unfortunately, unless <laughs> something changes drastically, which I don't think so. Um, how good was Craig Gordon's save? How big a moment was that in the game?
3: All I can remember was a cross going into the box. Uh, you know, seeing sort of Kevin Nisbet in the, the edge of the six-yard box. Someone that I've. I've had plenty of praise for Since I've been on the show and, and seen a lot of You know he's good play Good goals he scored And as soon as it hit his head I remember seeing him a head goal And uh, you know The fact that he managed to To sort of spring the other direction And turn it around the post It was a Remarkable save But it's something that I've seen him do In, the, in every day in training In the short space of time That I have been at the football club And not only that Something that I've seen him do For the last sort of 10 to 15 years So Always knowing how much A top goalie he was And uh, I'm lucky now That he's a A teammate instead of. You know an opposition player Tinged with sadness For
1: for the club I suppose With the sad news About Marius Zaliukas um, The Heart squad You know Some of them Will have played with him When Craig Gordon spoke about it The manager knows him Others wouldn't But th- th- did you still Sort of feel it Was it kind of Hanging over the club In the aftermath
3: Played with him myself For a month uh, My first month At the football At Rangers football club He was he was there uh, Great guy uh, Obviously a, You know A bit of an icon At Hearts He was a, a Scottish cup you know, winner as a captain at the football club. Uh, I've got to be honest, I didn't hear of the news till after the game, but obviously goes without saying. Mm-hmm. You know, deep sadness and, and condolences to his family. Cause it's a horrible disease. We've lost some, you know, some good people with that disease over the last few years. And and like I said, it was uh, it was certainly. You no know, disappointing news that we got after the game. He had passed away.
1: Just one step away, then. Um, it's the ultimate test as far as cup competitions go. Thirty-five consecutive cup wins for Celtic, approaching a or chasing a quadruple treble. Is there a genuine belief in that? That Hearts squad, you can cause that upset.
3: I'm not going to kid anyone, uh, kid anyone on, and say it's not going to be a big task. It's going to be an even bigger task than we faced at the weekend against Hibs. But I don't think anyone's interested in in getting to a Scottish Cup final and coming away as a loser. So. It's a, it's going to be a big it's going to be a big ask, but it's one that I do believe that that we've got the quality in the dressing room and, and within our squad that if we play our maximum, we'll certainly mm. make it a good game for Celtic. I'm,
1: I'm not sure there's such a thing as you know extra motivation as it's a Scottish Cup final, but but having had the disappointment at that stage personally, does it mm-hmm. does it add an extra couple of percent to to want to go and put that right?
3: I mean, don't get me wrong, I would I would love to uh, to obviously stop Celtic's run a, a dominance in terms of trophies, but. I think I'll look back at my, my my career so far and I've I've been proud of what I've achieved but you know I certainly feel as if I've not won any major honour especially in Scotland you know I've you know won the league 2 with Livingston which we were expected to do won the championship the Perth with fight Rangers were expected to do but I've never managed to pick up a major honour uh, in Scotland for for any club so it'll be it'll be a great occasion personally and for the team if, if I manage to get my first one but you know like I said it's it's mm-hmm. not about any personal agendas it's just about try to help help Hearts get a A Scottish Cup winner's medal
1: Right, let's bring in Ian Who's a Partick Thistle fan From Bears Den How's it going Ian?
13: Um, Good evening gentlemen I've not been on since before Covid And um, the disgraceful treatment My club received We won't labour that point At the moment Um, I'm on about the start We've had to this season Um, I play golf with Three Firm fans Dino, Stevie and Big Jumpy And I have to beat them almost every week To let them realise how a Thistle feel. so fan feels Getting to taste defeat Time after time We've played six games We've scored five goals Um, It's absolutely ridiculous We can't blame the Covid crisis for it Because every other One of those teams which aren't in the Premier League have had the same time to build up as to, to pre-season um, they're, they're cheap on the website To put out a vote for player of the month for uh, October, and I don't think any of them merits it. And also now, all the other clubs seem to be content in doing. Is pushing for the hundredth, hundredth anniversary celebrations next year for the last Scottish Cup win, and fifty years since seventy-one uh, Cup win as well. We should be concentrating more on getting this team up out of that division. I thought we would start off flying and try to right the injustices, but it's just not happened. And I really do worry what's going to happen with the
1: club. I'm just wondering, Ian. I know you've you've given us the bigger picture. You've brought the the league cup games in which you're more than entitled to do. But I'm sure that, that you know the league would be the priority. You won one and lost two. Yes, not ideal, but maybe a bit early to get two down.
13: Well, you, you want to start off well in these competitions, especially in the league. right? We've got a big game on Saturday against Falkirk, who started off well, mm-hmm. who I thought would be one of the teams we would have to worry about, obviously. They, they were unlucky not to come up as well last season, the way things went. So, they seem about to try to right the injustices, but I don't really know what's happening with Ian e. McCall and the team at the moment. They just they can't score goals. Guys like... Uh Rodden, who they signed for Rangers, and with all big hopes for him, He's, I don't know what's wrong with him. They seem to have a lot of players picking up injuries as well. Was it down to the bad training methods? Uh, and you know uh, the injuries aren't even during games; the uh, injuries are picking up at training. It doesn't sound
2: right. I, I watched um, Patrick Thistle beat Queens Park in the, the Fred Cup uh, in three, four weeks ago. I don't, if, 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 um, of course, I don't know if you were at the game. Of course, you weren't at the game, so I'm forgetting. But um, Joe. Uh, Joe Cardo scored a couple of crackers, came off the bench. Um, but you're right, you know, obviously the, the start to the league want to do better. I think, you know, Cove Rangers are going to be the team to beat um, this season. And that was a disappointing result for Partick on, on Saturday. I'm going to Hill for the Falkirk game, as you say, it's a big game. But as Gordon said, I think in Ian McCall, it's the right manager for Partick Thistle just now. He'll be as disappointed as as anybody but I think there is, you know, your your, your Stuart Bannigan's and you know different players. There, there's too much talent there. Um, Penrith the the left back as well.
1: Yeah, I mean you look at these. Ex- there's a lot of the, talent there, the and I think they will come
2: good. They'll be Richard in Richard the, Foster. They'll be in the mix. Richard Foster. think Ian They will be in. They will be in the mix. Um, I think that's for sure. But you're, you're right because bear in the mind it's a 27 game season, mm-hmm. so that you know you, it's a lot shorter, and you need to get going sooner rather than
1: later. Yeah, league gonna be fascinating. Covo fancy at Falkirk, will fancy at Partick. I'm sure there are others as well. Thank you to Ian and Bears. Den keep in touch with us throughout the season, Ian. Let us know uh, how it's all panning out tonight on the teaser. We're looking for eight players who've scored 10 or more direct free kicks. In the English Premier League So you need to be going something To get 10 or more David Beckham got 18 Thierry Henry got 12
3: mm, Matt Matisse
2: No That oh, was mine I haven't done as well
3: Cristiano Ronaldo
1: No yes 11 Cristiano Ronaldo got 11 no, yes right.
3: Alan Shearer No Ian Hart Yes That's oh,
1: a great shot sure. Right ok we'll leave it there You've got 4 to get We'll get them next <laughs>
0: are the voice of Scottish football call 01419511025 Clyde 1 Super Scoreboard
1: We're into the final part of tonight's Clyde 1 Super Scoreboard Andy Halliday and Mark Greedy are teaming up quite nicely on this teaser and I'll tell you what you seem to be enjoying it on Twitter as well loads of answers coming into this one we're looking for eight players who've scored 10 or more direct free kicks in the English Premier League I like these Because uh, it means we can get everyone involved In a bit of interaction And lots of you are doing that um, Token Jester's got One that you don't have yet He's also got Henri You've already got Craig Meikle um, I'll give you a wee, wee clue here He's gone Bergkamp Which is not one mm. Stephen Tennant's gone Julian Dix Which is not one John Paul has gone Dennis Irwin Which is also not one mm. Stephen Tennant's given it another go Good response I must admit Right what did you two Come up with
3: during uh, the
2: break Andy's Andy is I have to say Andy's in fires He's got two belters Let's
1: hear them I'll, I'll decide if they're belters Thank you I've
3: got five written down Right okay A uh, couple that I'm confident on So I'll go with one <laughs> Lauren Robert.
1: Brilliant 11 direct free kicks for him Well done That's a great shout
3: um, Scored a few Over the last couple of seasons But I don't think he's been playing In Prem long enough So I'll say James Madison No uh. One that I remember, I was a big fan of football manager back in the day. And he was <laughs> back dead. in the day, you oh, still I, are. I know, but I'll go for Martin Gans Pedersen. Yeah,
1: yes. Lovely well, left peg. Didn't I it? like how we tried a to palm that off. Peg. I was a big fan of football manager back in March <laughs> in <the> <laughs> during <laughs> lockdown. <laughs> uh, right, you've only got two to get. Is, uh, I'll, I'll throw one. I, I don't think so, but JJ you oh, Colin Moffat said that as well, but it's no. wrong. What an entertainer he was, eh? No, Christian Erikson? No. Mm. Hazard. No, I'm right. Robin. No, 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 no. no. Right, right, we'll right. leave it there. Only a couple, um, a couple to get. Oh, oh, oh! Surely, no. Can I see it? Frank Lampard. No, he's just no. below 10 I think he's got about 8 or 9 Okay, we'll but leave it there would be
3: no
1: thought I there. Well, It wasn't in the list so. No, but <laughs> <laughs> That's <one> fine <laughs> Right, uh, I think Do you know what? I think Martin's initial uh, Original question when he sent it Was a bit longer I just chopped it Because I thought 10 and over was a nice uh, Round number Full time At Clyde1.com uh, George is calling us From Wiltshire tonight How's it going, George? Yeah, not bad Guys, not
9: bad um, I've just got a couple of questions mm-hmm. For you um, One one was to do with the Scotland team selection, and then the other one was to do with the Euro twenty one. Uh, Scotland, well, the Euro twenty one uh, tickets um, that uh, I I bought on the premise that some of the uh, games were going to be in Glasgow. Now that seems to uh, be under threat, but um, I'll I, I'll raise my Scotland selection question sure. yes. Um and it just concerns you know our strike force I was a bit surprised how um, I mean it's a strong squad granted absolutely I'm, I'm delighted that Lee Griffiths has got the chance to partner um, Lyndon Dyke so I, I really think um, that's a good move but I was quite surprised how Ollie McBurney was selected and Kevin Nisbet wasn't because the contrast in goal scoring is fast. Kevin Nisbet seems to be scoring goals for fun, while Ollie McBurney seems to be struggling in that department. So I was a bit amused by that.
1: All right, let's put it to the guys and see what they think. I mean, the
2: obvious um, part of the answer to that, George, is that Ollie McBurney's operating at uh a much higher level In terms of Sheffield United He's not scored as many goals Because he's up against Tougher defenders All the kind of obvious uh, Things Kevin Nisbet Had he been included I, I would have Welcomed it um, Maybe You know uh, Steve Clark thought Well Either Kevin Nisbet Or, or Lauren Shankland, And he's decided to, to to show loyalty To, to Lauren Shanklin But I, I think that Kevin Nisbet um, Has a chance of becoming An international player For sure And it could well be Bear in mind It's three Away games, um, George. And do you know what? If, if Scotland win in Serbia next uh, next Thursday night, and we all hope that we do, we wouldn't be surprised if there's a few um, you know, with withdraw from the squad. You know, in terms of the the next two away games, so you could see Kevin Nisbet at some point um, uh, over the next two weeks being being drafted into the squad. I wouldn't rule that out.
3: I think he's definitely one that's going to be in Steve Clark's thoughts. Uh, whether it's Ollie McBurney replaces in the squad, I'm not too sure about. I think he's one that's probably. He's been consistently picked in the squad And I think he's probably going to continue to do so uh, You know it's I think it's more Looking at the forwards that's within the squad The likes of Oliver Burke You know Callum Partison's played there I think that's maybe the two that will be You know he'll be looking to dislodge But uh, I think he just has to keep doing what he's doing Keep uh, keep playing for Hibs Keep playing well And keep scoring goals uh, Like I said I'm sure he's in Steve Clark's thoughts And if he continues the form that he's in Throughout the, the rest of the season I'm sure he's not far away
1: What did you make of the squad overall? What kind of jumps out at you As the main talking points?
3: Well, we've got a, we've got a couple of inclusions back for the last squad that we missed. That I think makes that a lot stronger. Obviously, the likes of Kieran Tierney's back in, and you know Scott McKenna's back in in the fold as well. Uh, I think talking them forwards. I do think that Lyndon Dykes has has made the jersey his own. I'd be expecting him to start the obviously the big game coming up in Serbia. But you know, uh, for me, obviously touching on a, a teammate, Craig Gordon as well. But for me, looking at the squad, I think it's just, it's, just, it's just as strong mm. as we've, we've possibly got. Just uh, going into a big game.
1: It came up obviously last night when the squad was announced, Mark, but. And th- this is where managers, <laughs> you do sympathise with the job they've got because, you, on one hand, you've got the kind of the loyalty or the experience of the guys that did so well last time and, and, and did a job for you. But now you've got guys coming back in Who arguably are playing at a better level And on paper you would pick those guys But how do you, how do you strike that balance? I think the defence would be obvious When you know, this Kieran Tierney come back in uh-huh. Andy Considine gets so much praise No uh-huh. disrespect to Andy Considine yeah. But if you're doing it on paper There's, there's only one winner yeah. But I don't know how, how, much is, how much is Is a it'll, previous it'll, it'll, experience it'll, At the count? moment
2: Steve Clark will have a team in his head He'll have a formation He'll have done his homework on, on Serbia So he'll have at the moment He'll have his sort of ideal starting eleven. He'll then, you know, there might be maybe two out if you take the outfield ten. There might be two there that he's, you know, kind of humming and horn over. And they'll and assess him in training. And there's maybe like a couple of guys that can play their way into his team in terms of how they perform in training in the three or four sessions. There's maybe a couple that that, that might play their way um, out. But I think of a team in his mind just now, and barring no injuries or no COVID. Situations. That's the team that will go with. And one thing we know: whatever happens, whatever he's accused of, of the starting lineup, he will pick a team that he feels best mm-hmm. equipped to go and win the game. Now, the starting eleven might not be the best equipped to go and get a win, but the substitutions that he makes might be the ones that get them over the line in the last twenty minutes. That that kind of thing. But he'll, I think he'll, first of all, Gordon, just quickly he'll go for as much experience as he can and he's starting
1: a George, we're running out of time, so very quickly, when you said about the tickets, is this because you, you've got tickets to go to Eurogames at Hamden in Glasgow, um, but you're talking about these rumours yesterday or these reports that they could change it to just one host venue in Russia? Is that what you're talking about? Well,
9: yeah, it was just something yeah. that I read on the internet and I know um, I bought quite a few... Uh, I used to get access to quite a few tickets for me and my friends, um, and it's a case of, you know, we made the effort to to get these tickets.
1: I think the thing at the moment, George, would be just watch that space. It's not anywhere near confirmed that that's going to happen. I think that officially, it's still um, at the, the plan is in place. So I think it's one. To to just keep an eye on It's not it's not definitely Abandoned It's not definitely going to Russia At the moment So keep an eye on it But let us know how you got on That was George In Wiltshire Right two more players Who've scored ten or more Direct free kicks In the English hey, Premier League Did he a dropper? Nope James Milner? Nope Ashley Young?
2: No I'm toiling then Aye, so I. I'm toiling
1: You'll oh God I, I'm stating the obvious here Because they've got more than ten But I, I don't even think there are any more. I think you've got the harder ones than David Silva.
3: Nope. Yeah. Yeah.
1: No. Right. I'm trying. I, don't, I don't, don't want the clues to be too easy. Um. Um. Right. Okay. Italian. Italian. Zola. Yes. Oh, Franco Zola. Right. Who else? One more. Um. This guy probably scored them for the likes of Birmingham and Sunderland.
3: Uh, Sebastian Larson. Sebastian Larson. There we go. That that was a
1: great shift. Well done. Thank you uh, very much to Andy Halliday and Mark Guidi. We're back tomorrow. It's a huge night of European action uh, with Celtic and Rangers both Involved in the Europa League So join us then We're here from 6 o'clock In the company of Gordon Diel And Mark Wilson Building up to a big weekend as well But of course Huge Europa League games uh, Tomorrow So make sure you join us from 6 And in the meantime Callum Gallagher's up next